0: Relaxed Babe is dedicated to making CBD wellness easy, delightful, and routine by harnessing the power of full-spectrum CBD into pre-dosed, delicious, third-party tested gummies. Formulated by a team of organic food experts in California, Relaxed Babe, CBD gummies contain only six simple ingredients, including the highest quality Colorado-farmed Sativa Indica Blend Hemp to specifically address stress, sleeplessness, pain, and inflammation morning or night. Use coupon code Genius for a 20% discount at checkout. Visit ShopRelaxBabe.com to shop now.
1: Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense, common knowledge, or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do, but only 0.1%
0: G-L-A-S-E-R. He's a health freedom lawyer in California. He's lead counsel for the control group, pilot survey of unvaccinated Americans that have filed federal litigation to support the right to remain unvaccinated. He's also general counsel for Physicians for Informed Consent, which is a nonprofit opposed to vaccine mandates. He was recently called a human vaccine encyclopedia for his work with a litigation team opposing UC's mandatory flu shot and he's passionate about organic living and the constitution and our rights. So Greg, thanks for coming
2: back. Thank you so much, so pleased to be here.
0: What we're gonna talk about today is what's I believe called the NICE Act. Could you talk about what that is, what's the intent, and we'll get into the details of it.
2: Yes, the NICE Act is a federal bill that I helped write and it has been introduced in Congress with 10 Republican congressmen as the sponsors. The NICE Act prevents mandatory vaccination across the entire nation for all vaccines. It is the best and most effective way to protect our health freedom rights in the vaccination sphere. So the- So this will be
0: an act that would be voted on by Congress and it would be a federal law if it gets into effect?
2: That is correct. It would be a federal law and applicable to all government entities and any private entities that accept federal funding. So what that means is that if this bill passes, it will end mandatory vaccination overnight, nationwide.
0: It seems like they're trying to get things through using any organization they can. Like they used OSHA. You know, I heard like the post office is like spying on people. I mean, Hmm. it just seems like, I don't know, there's some very creative evil people in government that are, you know, they're finding any organization to, to try to carry out their wills and their mandates. Do you think that this legislation really would have enough punch and enough power to to stop any other
2: efforts? I think that currently in the Democrat-controlled Congress, this legislation is unlikely to move forward. However, it is like a spring. The spring is pulled back and it is ready to launch the moment that something changes or the moment that a door opens. Then we can move this bill through the Congress. So what would open a door to allow legislation like this to pass? The answer is... (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's a good point. The prevailing wisdom is that it would be a scandal, some type of vaccination scandal. Richard, can you think of anything on the horizon that might be a big vaccine scandal brewing?
0: Well, no one's been injured by it, so I don't see any problems, you know? I mean, it's been like 100% safe and effective, Right.
2: Right. The blood clotting is one of the great examples. Obviously, you can detect the sarcasm in our voices. The blood clotting in particular, I think, is the inescapable side effect that is going to cause the scandal. When people realize what has been done to their blood and how it is harmed on a level that has not been seen in the history of vaccination, then people are going to be demanding answers. And bills like the NICE Act in that context make a whole lot of sense. Immediately. And so I think it's essential that we have a bill in Congress that covers the entire vaccination schedule, because when the scandal breaks, when people really see what this vaccine did to them, I think it's appropriate that their outrage be focused at the entire vaccination program, not just one vaccine, because this has been a recurring issue throughout the history of vaccination. Whether it was the recalled swine flu vaccine, the HPV vaccine, just one after the next has caused untold damage. And we know this because our group did a study comparing the health of completely unvaccinated people to our national data on the vaccinated population. And what we found, as I reported in my last show here on Finding Genius, what we found is that the unvaccinated are 10 times healthier than the vaccinated, which is staggering in, in any sane world that would shut down the vaccine program instantly. Yeah.
0: That's
2: not
0: a percentage. That's that's as a percentage. That's what? That would be
2: 1,000%. Yeah. It's, it's actually even higher than that. It's even greater than a thousand percent. In some cases, the metrics are 50,000 times more. Uh, For example, diabetes we found this, so the national diabetes rate is 10% 10% of americans have diabetes but among the unvaccinated we found zero diabetes among 1482 americans which is so statistically improbable that it shows that vaccination causes diabetes we found the same for heart disease cancer adhd autism allergies, just one condition after the next. And we also did a survey on all all chronic conditions. Just, you know, tell us everything you got, anything, <laughs> anything and everything, you know, and because those are, those are chronic conditions, things that are with you for a prolonged duration or an indefinite time. And that was so, the metric that I described that 10 times healthier.
0: So uh, I know that there's the VAERS database, you know, the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System which is reported so far as I've seen over a million serious injuries due to just this recent vaccine. And I think 35,000 deaths or more. And then there's the European one that shows millions more and hundreds of thousands more deaths. Like that's being ignored. And there's just this wall of censorship. How are you going to get through?
2: Yeah. I think that censorship has been proven in history to be the last ditch effort of tyrants, Or in other words, if this were a three-step process of change, censorship is part three of three. So I think that the effort to get through censorship is, it really takes care of itself. There's so much momentum already exposing the vaccination harm. You know, people just look among their friends and family and they can see who is injured, who has recurring cancer, who has heart attacks and so forth. And they're observing it's the vaccinated. That's that unmistakable evidence that makes it real for people. And so, whereas these bears numbers are just statistics from a passive surveillance reporting system. But part
0: of that I've seen from some people, I don't know if this is six months ago, I don't know if people's minds have changed, but someone would get sick, for instance, with COVID and they would go, oh, it would have been worse if I didn't get vaccinated. Like their mind is just clinging to this. Like, do you think people really are seeing or what does it take for people to see?
2: Yeah, I think that driving is probably an intelligence problem in society, which is not new. You know, it's been said that the wise get wiser and the, you know, those who are unintelligent become more so. And there are metrics that show that. And I think that part of the issue is raw scientism, just the idea of trusting in the experts. So yeah, I think we do have an intelligence problem. However, that is not a purely linear statement that I just made. Because you also find in places with lower IQs, lower intelligence, or, or another way to say it is just less qualified, meaning they haven't achieved high education degrees, tremendous skepticism of the vaccine. So you, it, there's almost on both extremes, you find vaccine avoidance, the smartest individuals of avoiding it, not all, but in that category, as well as those with the lowest education levels people who are just downright skeptical of the government injecting them with things which is proven to be an actually successful strategy for avoiding harm is having a healthy sense of skepticism you know there's always been times in history when individuals are rewarded for their compliance and you know coming together and not thinking much of history involves exactly that you know people who build bridges for example they don't have to know every component part they just have to know the one thing they do Focus on that one thing and just do it and not question. But that strategy doesn't work for this particular issue because the vaccine is harmful and it's produced by individuals and corporations that are known to cause harm as part of their modus operandi. For example, the company Pfizer is a convicted felon, not on this issue of COVID vaccination, but on other issues. Big Pharma has the lowest approval rating you can find in corporate industry. So the people are very much aware that this is an industry not to be trusted, to be skeptical of, but it's really the media, the mainstream media that's holding up the narrative. But of course, all of that is changing. All that's collapsing. Big Pharma is being exposed. The mainstream media is hemorrhaging viewers right now. They're barely keeping the doors open. And so, you know, they have this massive corporate revenue that comes to them through advertising dollars, but all the same, they're hemorrhaging viewers. So their influence is fading. And so the people are becoming the media now. Podcasts are becoming exponentially more important as Joe Rogan is a quintessential example to emphasize. And so I think that the shift is happening currently and will continue to happen. And so pieces are being put in place right now, parallel economies, parallel systems for treating people, parallel economics to be the change that we want to see. And that's how it's actually always been throughout history. You find that when a prevailing paradigm starts fading away, new parallel structures emerge and those parallel structures take on more importance over time. And this is a decades-long process, and we are currently in the midst of it. I'm not sure exactly where we are in the midst of it, but it's clearly happening. And so those who are wise enough to avoid being injected by the government and support instead parallel structures are at the forefront of the change we'd like to see. Relax,
0: babe. Gummies are vegan, organic, all-natural, and infused with CO2-extracted hemp to provide the purest, best-tasting Highest quality CBD to support and aid your body's endocannabinoid system. Try their variety pack today and make everyday wellness within reach. They're offering our listeners a generous twenty percent off their first purchase. You can use coupon code Finding Genius, no spaces in it. Finding Genius at checkout to save twenty percent site wide. Just visit shoprelaxbabe.com. dot com. So the nice act. What are we? Some of the provisions, and you know, is it drafted yet? Like what stage is it at?
2: Sure. Yes, it's. The bill is drafted, it is complete, and it is already introduced in Congress. So it will go to a committee, its next step. It doesn't really matter which committee because it's such an early stage of the process. But the key provisions in the bill do two things. Number one is what I have already highlighted, that the bill ends vaccine mandates nationwide for all vaccines. It's just really clear in the, in the language. It just says vaccination shall be voluntary for anything that you want to do in society, education, travel, employment, et cetera. So vaccination then is voluntary to everyone. So so that's part one. Part two, this is very important to me personally, is that the bill encourages the study of unvaccinated people. The bill does not require a government study, but it does require the government to do a independent vaccine safety commission staffed by 30 physicians who have zero ties to vaccine manufacturers, so an independent panel. And that panel is supposed to look at the field of science, the field of unvaccinated control group studies in the year 2026. Now, currently, there are no unvaccinated control group studies ever recognized by the government. So if this bill passes, it puts a huge incentive on private researchers and also government researchers to actually study the unvaccinated, and do so in a control group manner and a genuine control group, meaning people who have never received a vaccine in their lifetime. These are the healthiest people on the planet. They're kind of like the Amish.
0: Yeah, it sounds simple. What's been the excuse from the FDA and other organizations why they haven't gathered together a group such as you have?
2: Sure. The official position of the government is that it is unethical to study the unvaccinated. (laughs) Right. They think that if you ever encounter an unvaccinated person, the best thing you can do is inject them immediately without asking them questions. That is the position. And the CDC even wrote a white paper on that point. And it is embarrassing for the government to, to say that, but it all flows from their assumption that they think vaccines have already been proven safe and effective.
0: I have yet to see uh, images on the walls of caves showing uh, hypodermic syringes (laughs) or needles or anything. Somehow, humanity has survived for 200,000 years at least without these things. It's weird. I don't know
2: how. Yeah. We really solved the infectious disease problem in the 1950s through things like better living conditions, plumbing, supermarkets in every town. That one thing, just improving society, did more for public health than anything in history. And many have said that the impact of vaccines on that is only about 2%. And so the question is, do vaccines harm more than 2% of people? And our initial survey is yes, they harm approximately 50% of people, meaning one out of every two people who gets a vaccine develops a lifelong chronic illness, something that makes life very hard, such as diabetes, you know, anyone who has diabetes knows it's hard living with it. It limits your diet. It limits the things that you can do in life. It complicates other, other things. So if you do get an infection, it makes it harder to fight it. It's just downright hard. Same with heart disease, you know, digestive disorders, you know, ever talk to a child of like a five-year-old child who's not allowed to eat bread because his immune system will try to attack the bread and it just causes right. inflammation. You know how sad that is? It's like a little boy can't eat bread. It's just tears you up just thinking about it. And so that's what vaccines do. They make life hard for people, but it didn't used to be that way. In the 1950s, this whole thing was solved. People didn't have bouts of, you know, chicken pox that caused them to suffer and die. No, chicken pox was like a normal thing. You got it and you were actually healthier after it. Um, no, I had, it was, it was fine. fine. I'm not dead. You know yeah, Exactly. In fact, you're, in fact, you're less likely to get cancer because you got chickenpox. It's something that we co-evolved with. And so these our whole way of thinking about disease needs to change. And people are starting to see that now with COVID-19. They're starting to see what public health departments really do to people, how they fudge the numbers, how they are just smitten. Public health departments are smitten with disease. They love it. It gives them tremendous power, and they're able to control societies and make hand-over-fist money for their benefactors, which is pharma. And so, yeah.
0: Question for a moment. We're here in early 2022. What would you say is the split amongst people? What percentage of people are just still completely caught up in all this COVID craziness? What percentage are completely against it? Which ones are kind of in the middle leaning towards this is BS? Yeah. What, would, what would be your estimate?
2: I would say that it's approximately 10% crazy people that are pro-vaccine and about 30% are pro-vaccine, but open-minded and about 50% are or more of the position that vaccination should be, you know, voluntary and they're, but they're opposed to it. They have questions. And then about 10% of the remaining some, so I think i added up there to hundred, are very much anti-vaccine and, you know, describing what's really happening, which is, you know, depopulation and so forth. So I think that the shift that happens in society is going to depend, obviously, on the middle, what people in the middle are doing and thinking. And so the vaccine issue has clearly divided along political lines with the conservatives being in favor of choice and being skeptical about vaccines, whereas the liberals are in favor of pharma and pushing mandates. And this is not new, we've seen this for decades in vaccine legislation. The number one factor for whether you have a vaccine mandate in your state, is is it a blue or red state? Blue states have pushed mandates, red states have not.
0: I was thinking there's how many injuries do you think have now been incurred in the US alone at this point? And do you think there's gonna be, I think there has to be a whole industry of naturopaths, you know, functional medicine doctors, whatever, that will have to help people as best they can Overcome you know, vaccine injuries. What do you think is going to happen here? What what
2: do the numbers look like? Well, I think that those numbers need to be driven by doctors who look at blood and DNA and see what the effect is. The initial research shows that blood clotting is in more than 50% of people who got the shot. But there have also been reports of scientists looking at these vials and determining that some of them are purely saline. So there's people walking around who think they got a COVID vaccination, but they didn't get anything. They just got saline. So I think there's so many unanswered questions as to what the actual injury rate is, but I would estimate it's probably 50%, 50% of individuals.
0: You said saline has been found. So that means they're running a control test is what that
2: tells me. Right. Pharma is meticulous in the way that they send out their products. They know where everything goes. It's all tracked by barcodes and they split things up. So for example, if you get a lot of vaccine vials, which is, you can just imagine a box full of vaccine vials. Those vaccine vials will have different numbers because they come from different locations within the supply chain. And then they get shipped out to different locations as well. And so pharma does this completely diversified model of distributing to. So if you show up at a Walgreens and get a vaccine, well, the person in line after you might get a vaccine from an entirely different lot, entirely different number produced at a different day. And they do that for several reasons. One of which is to avoid any aggregated lot manufacturing issues so that it hides it. You know, so example, so for example, imagine there's shards of metal in one of the vials, which is not uncommon, by the way, then the one guy gets injured, but then the next guy in line doesn't. And so it just looks like a random accident, right? It just looks like maybe the guy's immune system had a problem. And so this is the key is that pharma tries to blame the individual rather than take the blame themselves. It's a public relations thing. That's why they do it. It's highly inefficient to do what they do. It's so much more efficient to do what cracker companies do they just make things in bulk and send them out in bulk and there's not like a redistribution a jumbling of the samples of boxes No, it's highly inefficient to do that there's a reason why pharma doesn't
0: well why because they are they testing different things or what would be the reason that they would do this they just they don't have because, good quality control and they don't care
2: like what's the reason yeah that it's <laughs> Pharma not having good quality control would be the nice way to put it. That it would be that you know this is all just a um, you know a series of accidents that they don't know what they're doing and so they're trying to hide their mistakes by distributing the vials across a wide areas into different locations. So that I think the listener should wonder about you know if you have these companies who have been convicted of felonies throughout their histories who pay more fines who pay billions of dollars in fines, of criminal penalties. Is it just an accident that they're harming so many people and shuffling their products like this? And it's not just in the United States. This is a systemic problem across the vaccine supply chain. I have hundreds of pages introduced in court on exactly this issue. Systemic problems of vaccines moving through China and India and just scandal after scandal arising where a batch lands and it harms a bunch of people and pharma knows about these problems and that's why they work so hard to diversify and distribute their vials in a random manner so that they can scatter the coalition of cases the coalition of reports of vaccine injury
0: yeah that's crazy going back to the bill how do you imagine that this would get enough backing and who would need to push it in order to get it out there
2: it in is going point. to require. Yeah, it's, it's going to require a shift. The 2022 elections will be pivotal for whether this bill is able to move forward. The Democrats are only going to push mandates. That's just how Democrats work. And so unless the Congress changes, this bill will not move forward in a Democrat Congress. So well,
0: why? I mean, Democrats are humans. Don't they have injuries or no people that are injured? Like, why wouldn't they- I mean, I guess their families perhaps are immune or they're immune and they don't care or what do you think is
2: the reason? Yeah, I think it's a denialism. It is. The Democrats know that their base is mainstream media narrative. And so that narrative pushes these certain products and certain ideals. And one of those is that vaccines are science based and science needs to drive all decisions. And the authority for science is the CDC. And so to them, that's the, that's the end of the matter. And that they view the idea of the greatest good for the greatest number, the idea of protecting individuals from the transmission of disease as being the higher ideal than freedom. And so I think that the reason that they oppose freedom bills like this, you know, a bill to prevent mandates is because they think mandates protect the population. They think that mandates is what stop measles outbreaks and stop polio from coming back. And so in their view, it's a very righteous position to take that supports the greatest good for the number, greatest good for the greatest number, and also protects children. Their view is not based on the data that I am looking at. The data I look at shows that the unvaccinated are exponentially healthier, over 10 times healthier, and that the whole infectious disease problem was solved in the 1950s through better living standards. And Democrats don't see that. They they see vaccines as being the, the savior. And that's the issue.
0: Mm. So if this bill doesn't pass, doesn't get legs, what do you see as the future? You know, if it does, I mean things would dramatically change for the better. But if it doesn't, you worldwide there's momentum now against the mandates and do you think they will collapse or will they be preserved in certain areas and not in others? Like what does the future look like?
2: Yeah. I think the future looks like control groups saving us from a lot of these problems because the number of environmental toxins and threats that are that are thrust upon mankind right now are so numerous that we the people need to begin doing our own control group science so that we can really show what is harming us you know is it the is it the food is it the vaccines is it the 5g and what exact amounts of each one of those, because they all contribute in some manner. And so I think that the great truth here, Richard, is control groups are necessary to do science and everyone will get behind that idea in time. And, and I think that's really where the win is to, to just do the science, get the data and then make decisions from that point of view. In the meantime, I think that the law can step in to help people so that they are not churned by the system. You know, the whole premise of law and our constitution is to respect individual rights so that the government is not able to infringe on our fundamental rights unless the government has a very compelling reason to do so. And it's narrowly tailored, yada, yada. I think we're entering an era where that Is no longer lip service, that it would actually be enforced. And I think that that's what the people will demand. Let me tell you a little story about an example that happened in LA County, because it really emphasizes the power of the people here. Okay. So, Los Angeles County mandated COVID vaccination on all of the children in school. And so the county was immediately sued by lawyers. And after the lawsuit was filed, the county changed its position. And said, well, we're not going to mandate COVID vaccination anymore. And so the lawyers thought, well, gosh, this is great. This seems like we won, right? Because they were afraid of us. Well, later on, we got some inside information about what really motivated the county. The county could have cared less about the lawsuit. The county was fully prepared to defend the lawsuit, fight the lawsuit, keep the mandates, all that. What really motivated the county to change their policy was parents started taking their children out of school. And started homeschooling and doing private schools and the county was losing millions of dollars every day because the counties make money when children are enrolled in school so the reality here is that we the people have the power it is that we vote with our choices and when we choose to buy cell phones and live near 5g towers when we choose gmo food when we choose a bunch of vaccines that changes society. And the converse is also true. When we choose to not live near 5G towers, when we choose to buy organic, when we choose to drink clean water, and when we choose to live naturally without vaccines, that is what changes it. And the lawsuits primarily enforce change that has already happened. Judges tend to be the last group of people to be activists or to create change judges enforce change that has already happened. So when I say this, I really mean it, that it's we the people that have the power and need to change before the judges will enforce that change that has already happened.
0: Okay. I guess, yeah. So where can people find out more about the NICE bill? How can they support it? And where can they find out more about you and your work?
2: Great. Uh, Thank you. The NICE bill has a website which we prepared to share the information. It's niceact.org. And at that website, there is a place where people can show their support. They can add their name. If they, want. if they represent an organization, they can do that. By adding an organization's name, they can submit a letter in support. We have a lot of great support from organizations such as doctors groups like Physicians for Informed Consent, the American Academy of Physicians and Surgeons, National Vaccine Information Center, Lots of great groups. So, millions of Americans are represented in support of this bill already. So, it's a growing coalition. And we know that that's going to have a big impact because these politicians, they care about what people are going to do at the voting booth. These politicians might not care so much about our issue, but they care about the fact that we care about it. And so, that's why having a big coalition is really important. So, I encourage everyone to go to niceact.org and add your name and share it on social media.
0: Excellent. Well, Greg, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah. Thank you.
0: Remember before you go adding relaxed babe gummies to your daily routine is an amazing way to support your everyday wellness. Get your CBD products from a company who's passionate about making CBD wellness, simple, delicious, and routine. So you don't have to worry about anything. Relax babe is giving our listeners 20% off their first purchase Use coupon code Finding Genius with no space. Finding Genius at checkout, and you'll save 20% site wide. Visit shoprelaxbabe.com.
1: You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else?